What's up, Cowboys Nation? We back for another episode of the Cowboys Can Fan Podcast, brought to you by Fansided and the official podcast home is thelandryhat.com. On today's episode, we are uh, joined by the the great Lost Nation. Very happy to have them come on and and chat uh, Cowboys football with us. We talk Dak and Zeke's contracts, uh, franchising Tony Pollard. More weapons are needed through draft and free agency. Big Mike is now calling the shots on offense. And the playmaker Michael Irvin banned from the NFL Super Bowl. All that and so much more. Make sure you come check us out and hit us up online if you like this episode. You're listening to it on audio. Come to youtube.com slash Cowboys Can Fan Podcast or just search Cowboys Can Fan Podcast on YouTube. We do a live stream every Wednesday. That's this one you're listening to right now at 6 p.m. EST, 8 p.m. CST, 9 p.m. EST. Um, And when there's a Cowboys game, we live stream. But since we're in that off season now, uh, we'll just have that Wednesday episode once a week, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST. And if you want to hit us up online, just uh, on every single social media that's worth your while, it's at Cowboys Can Fan, you know, like Canadian fan. Um, and one final big shout out to the Grid Network, our, our, our brotherhood of uh, sports uh, personalities joining together to share content online. So if you love the Cowboys but like sports in general, you got to check out the Grid Network for everything: basketball, baseball. I don't, maybe there's a little hockey too. Uh, but anyways, that's uh, Grid G R Y D, and then the word network. All right, enough of me. Let's get into the podcast. Hot mic it, baby. Hot mic it, baby. We hot back, mic. baby. We got a hot mic. We're hot mic it. When you're when it, that sound bite's going, <laughs> I legit think it is you. Hey guys, did it not feel like we've been gone forever? Yeah, it's been way too long. We yeah. ventured into an Aaron Rodgers four day dark retreat or whatever the fuck he's. Oh, should I not have swore that early in the podcast? Yeah, I, I mean, no. technically, I guess not. Yeah, we're learning these darn things. It. No, but no. hey, guys, we've been free rolling for t- t- 12 minutes. Darn it. Okay, we're all good. Oh, okay. yeah, okay, we're hey, good. Hey, by, by the way, it. come on now. Crack them if, if you got, got them. Get that one in you. Nice cold bubbly one on a Wednesday night. What is it? February 8th today. And we are the week of the Super Bowl. So we are going to touch on some Super Bowl action. We're all Kansas City Chiefs fans this, this week, right? You call them the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. We are all Chiefs fans because we do not want to see those pesky little Eagles uh, winning but, another Super Bowl. That, exactly. And on the Eagles, I've been thinking... Um, you know, I've been thinking why, what it is that I don't like about the Eagles. And, oh, the pl- and There's a plethora of things. Oh, yeah, there there is. But, you know, most of them are just like any other team. There's one thing that stands out that and is, is the reason that I despise the Eagles. Like, to be quite honest, I respect a good football team. I respect good football players. And it's fun to, like, have rivals and, and hate on rivals. But what makes it even even more of a, of a legitimate hate a real hate is it's the fanship. They're fan. They're fans. Yeah, and, and I, I was just thinking about that over this two week break. But garbage. <laughs> so you're just thinking how much you wanted to bash one of them in the face. I was actually there was a video that uh, one of the Niner gang had posted of them walking into the stadium. Oh yeah, and it's like 
it's pretty wild. Everyone's just flipping them birds. I think I posted it in the chat, but everyone's telling them to get fucked and like basically every and that's prior to everyone being liquored up. I just I wonder what it would have been like leaving that stadium as a Niners fan. And you know what? Fuck the Niners. I don't feel bad for any of those fans because they're creeping up to be some of the worst uh, worst fan base that I have to deal with on, on a basis. But anyways, enough about the Niner gang, enough about the Philadelphia Eagles. But we Welcome. do love our Nate dog. Nate, we love Nate dog. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Cowboys Can Fan Podcast. <laughs> and man, a lot of stuff happening since we've talked, guys. Uh, actually, big news dropped today. We probably won't go into it crazy, but we have to talk about it because... One, it is Cowboys news, and two, it's to do with a Cowboys legend. Michael Irvin was dropped from the NFL uh, Network's broadcasting team for Super Bowl 57 due to uh, allegations stemmed from some 45-second... Well, this is his... Well, it's a very cloudy count. Crack me if you got him. It's just guilty before proven innocent is what this whole shit is. Okay, uh, uh, two things... To say about it, absolutely it is, but you gotta be mindful of the day and age that mm-hmm. you're you're living in. And so um, you know it's easier to cut the fat right yeah. now and yes. admit yes. you made a mistake than yes. to let him stick around and have yeah. something crazy come out. I I mean, f- just from what I read, it was a for this is from Michael Irvin. He said it was a 45 second conversation he had in the lobby with uh, some uh, with the lady that was in there. It was after a night of drinking. Right. He shook her hand and went to his room. And well, then a couple, uh, like, so you don't know what happened in the 45 seconds. I mean, there will be some sort of footage. Like, there should be some sort of uh, hotel hotel lobby, la- lobby yeah. footage. The thing that kind of makes me go, uh, like, it's kind you kind of question it is there was no police report made. It was just someone went to either NFL executives sure. or the hotel. And I'm not saying that makes it a false story, but. Well, I think, that, I think what's, what, what comes from this is a fair conversation, not this incident. Cause we don't know the details and they should, um, because a lot can be said in 45 seconds. He could have said, Hey, come up to my room and give me a little hanky doodle, you know? Um, but what I think the, the bigger conversation about it is like, well, now I'm, I'm distracted. <laughs> Sorry, we'll just no, say no. We'll, ju- we'll just say it. Uh, Law Nation's wanting us to send the link, but I don't really know. Okay, I'm what, just gonna what, add, what uh, link do I do? We'll, we'll, add, we'll work on that. Add, figure it out in yeah, YouTube. I'll ask him what link uh, exactly he needs. Um, AJ, if you want to just keep talking about this, it is out. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm seriously just trying to rem- remember my point. But it, it was just about handle. like, um, yeah, he, he just. You got to be careful. Um, even ca- the cameras aren't going to pick up the conversation. But I, like I said, I bet you that he probably maybe. Said, hey, th- I mean, up, maybe, come up to my room. But is that a, is that a is that no, a, a grounds for being expelled from abso- your workplace? You know, absolutely not. No, I feel like in a forty-five second conversation, you'd have to say something pretty aggressive. No, aggressive. but you're right. If it was something that was worthy of being um, kicked off of, of you know getting basically fired from a job essentially or suspended um you i think you you would want to see a little bit more evidence but we just don't live in that time at the moment and i'm not saying right or wrong the bigger question is like yeah how what how much do how much do you believe one side of the story or the other or you know it's it's hard not to take it at face value yep everyone at face value because because you don't want to 
um, say that a victim is is wrong is or lying. lying. It's, yeah. it's it, where where we're at. We kind of have to tippy toe exactly. about it. I'm not taking sides. It's just a weird story. It was breaking news today. It has to be talked about. Yep. Uh, feel shitty for everyone involved in it, obviously. And here's the thing: uh, Michael Irvin is is a personality. I think the Super Bowl they they would have done everything they can to have keep to have kept him, but it could have been as simple as um, this story is going to break and they. They wanted to get ahead of the curve, and they did that. Um, I don't know how. Like, we'll find out if it's going to have any sort of long-standing truth impact will come, on his Truth career. will come out. Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, you're not going to have any type of audio. But that's that. That's that's. There's not much else you can say. Uh, the the playmaker is off of the Super Bowl coverage, which is shitty because he's an interesting guy to watch. Yeah. Hey. But uh, hey. that didn't quite work. No. That didn't no, quite work. Yep. That we, didn't quite work. Some other stuff that has happened since we've been on air last, uh, pr- which is pretty big. Kellen Moore fired. That's right. And Brian Schottenheimer brought on. I, it feels a, like we we went. Uh, dude, we took a little bit of a break, and so much shit happened. And everything happened. Everything we happened. Took a we we of took a, a we took. A, a, it feels like a long time, but it's been a week and a half. <laughs> week and a half, and it just felt like everything. A bunch of shit happened. Well, this is just the nature of of this time of year, right? Like like the rest of, like the rest of the Cowboys after season they they head out to Mexico for a bit. That's exactly what I did. I needed to do it myself, um, and I didn't see any Cowboys. So I like that. I like that you did that. Yeah, you went to Mexico. You had to. I re- pulled an AJ. You, yeah, you just pieced out to Mexico, and then AJ and I were left just not. We showed up here. There was no one here. We were trying to get into the studio. We, we were did. locked out. Erroneous. <laughs> so we just we just stayed outside your front door, drank a twelve pack, and <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Slept scared the, scared the kids. Yep. I will ask you guys this. Okay, we hired and we rehired Dan Quinn. What, but like, that hadn't happened yet. We were talking how we wanted to. Uh, we had Barry Grant Jr. from the All Even podcast on who was talking about yeah. Mike McCarthy taking over as, as the play caller. That's happened. Well, uh, uh, there's been a bunch of shit that has happened that we haven't had a, a chance to talk about. On our OCs, though, I think we got what we asked for. We wanted Kellen Moore gone. He's went, and it, and I kind of had that ex girlfriend syndrome that once he got hired, you so felt quickly, like it was the wrong. I was like, yeah. I was like, well, well, I mean, and then maybe he's not as bad as we thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then all all this, like, for the record, Kellen Moore had great stats. I don't think he anyone's oh, here doubting. We go. Here we go. What? Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm I'm just saying I don't think anyone's doubting that he. Um, I don't think that anyone's doubting that he had a. Um, strong career with the Cowboys over those four seasons, you know, especially in these last two years. But it was more it was more the big games because what he did, I don't think anyone any at any point in the time of the year was saying anything exceptional about the play calling. There yeah. was very big games and 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 he played very well. Like he called the game very well. But who's to say what Mike Big Mike is not stepping in uh, a la Jerry Jones and wanting to like play call, call plays here. He's yeah. had that history. He's done it well. Was he calling in Green Bay when they? Yes, he was. Mike yeah. McCarthy so, was calling in Green Bay when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then as for Dan Quinn, I mean, it's great that he just stepped up right and said, "Hey, hey yo, hey yo, <laughs> no one's no one's signing me." Um, a big hey yo. Usually we give it for for Nate, but uh, we do have a special guest on. The show tonight, Ants, why don't you give him a Oh, nice did you get Law Na- did Law Nation get in here? Yeah. You, you know we figured it. it out. We kinda were scrambling trying to get him <laughs> on. What up, Law? The goat the goat cowboys content creator. What's going on, man? 
Man, all is well, man. I, <laughs> I love the setup, man. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Hey, man, thanks for hopping on. Uh, I know we've been talking about it, uh, getting you on for a little bit. Appreciate having you on. Uh, we were kind of just talking. We haven't been on for two weeks. We were just diving into all this off-season stuff that's happened. I'm going to ask you right off the hop. What do you think so far has been the biggest thing that's happened in the off-season for the Cowboys? And don't oh, say the man. Michael Irvin thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know the full story on the Michael <laughs> Irvin. It, it just hit me. So I said, man, everybody talking about Michael Irvin. Did he say something outlandish about the coaching staff? <laughs> but it's something to do with a lady, I yep. guess. Huh? Yep. <laughs> well, the biggest offseason thing that we can see is we going back to West Coast offense, and we got a new situation that Mike McCarthy will be calling the plays. Yeah, what do you think? I mean, I, I uh, when I was after, I mean, obviously when that news broke that Kellen Moore was gone, I was talking to non-Cowboy fans about it, and they were trashing the fact that we got rid of Ke- uh, Kellen Moore, and they were saying all this stuff. I actually have a certain thought about Mike McCarthy thinking that having him come in and be the play caller and simplifying the offense for Dak and kind of not saying going back to the foundation, but allowing him to kind of seem to get his refooting I was not opposed to it. I think it's. I think we need to try something different. Right. Uh, l- let's make it more simple for Dak Prescott. Coming out of college, he wasn't a high volume passing guy. Supposedly, uh, he's supposed to be anywhere between twenty four to twenty seven attempts. Let's get that going. And on top of that, if I look at Dak Prescott' complete resume, he plays pretty well off of play action. So let put Dak Prescott in the good old Russell Wilson system from the year of 2017 to, I believe, the year 2020. Mm-hmm. I think Brian Schottenheimer was the guy that was calling the plays. Let's put Dak in that system. Yep. I think that that's what they're going to do. Well, that's a, someone I'd seen a meme, and it, yeah. had, show, it had showed Brian Schottenheimer's uh, tenure jumping from OC to uh, quarterback's coach. And bet- between each era that he was or team he was with, there was like in red writing saying something bad about it and they had beside the Seahawks time of he didn't let Wilson cook and it's the exact opposite Wilson had a couple very stellar seasons under Schottenheimer I think one year he threw 40 touchdowns and 13 interceptions if we even remotely get that from Dak I'm considering this a win yes Uh, take that option away from Dak Prescott of being the guy that you got to put everything on his back let's get a let's give this team a strong run game let's play some sound defense and Let's go. I have a, a question here about just the offensive difference. You know, uh, I'm a, I'm a second year football vet, like where I really actually have cared about watching football <laughs> before. Is mostly Madden, uh, <laughs> fantasy football, and like I hopped around from team to team. But um, after since we started doing this cast together, I've really been caring about football. Give some backstory though. So yeah. <laughs> I'll give you some backstory sure. though, Law. So the guys over there together, they started mm-hmm. off the podcast with me. Uh, they were the bandwagon boys. They basically came on just just expecting to kind of produce a show, right? And now right. over the last couple of years, they, I mean, they talk more f- Cowboys football than I'd say 95% of the public out there. So now they're 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 Cowboys fans, right? We so when they say fans. when they say two two years, it's a diehard two years. Let's just yeah, say that. Well, that's what okay. I mean. And lots to learn. I never like I pick pick up things a lot uh, quickly because of that um, fantasy history and, and playing Madden. So, what is the biggest difference from what Kellen Moore was calling to what like potentially we'll see with Mike McCarthy's West Coast offense? Well, uh, we ran a lot of vertical routes. So 
when you think of that, you know, with the option routes, the stop routes, when the four, four curl routes are that the uh, famous play of Kellen Moore would be <laughs> that you give the option to the wide receiver to find a soft spot in the zone or to find a, uh, to, to option it off, whether or not it's the dig route or a post route. So that's a lot of pressure on the wide receivers. That's why we've seen uh, Jalen Tobert not being able to pick this up. Uh, Simi Fihoko not being able to pick this offense up. And it, it takes a good nuanced route runner to do that. And it's, Strange to me that we were ranked like bottom half of the league in yards and separation from wide receivers, and that's because they are thinking. I want my guys to to have a free flow. So when you look at West Coast offense, that's short to intermediate, and that is a lot of underneath passes, comfortable passes like your screen, your tunnels, uh, passes and things like that. So it should be a, a quicker game for the Cowboys so that you don't have Dak Prescott overanalyzing and overthinking. Well, and I think you see saw a lot of Dax interceptions this year caused by that indecision by wide receiver and quarterback. Like, it just seemed like a lot of the time when the ball was getting away from him across the middle or in, like, the playoff game with uh, Michael Gallup playoffs, there was just there was just a disconnect between the wide receiver's and the quarterback that just never seemed to really gel. And like you were saying with the West Coast offense, it's it's basically, okay, run to this spot as fast as you can. Right. Be there. I'm going to throw the ball there. Don't even think about it. Just be in your spot. Yeah, so you don't want to ask your wide receivers to do too many things. Think about A.J. Brown. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. They go into the Super Bowl, but they didn't Fuck ask em. A.J. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say that. But here's the thing. They didn't ask A.J. to run hitches. They didn't ask him to run uh, option routes, slats, nines, tunnel. That's all he have to run, those three routes. So when we look at the Cowboys, we pretty much ask our star-studded wide receivers to do everything. Granted, C.D. Lamb went from being the number two wide receiver to the number one. Mm -hmm. Michael Gallup went went from the, being the number three wide receiver to the number two. And then my guy Noah Brown went from the fourth or the fifth option to number two and sometimes the third option. Yep. You're not going to get good productions out of, out of that. Oh, hi. I'm fake Jerry Jones. Whenever I'm relaxing in my office, I like to listen to the sweet serenade of my favorite Hawaiian tunes while I check out the latest Cowboys Can Fan podcast. This one has been a gooder. Anyways, these boys need to pay some bills, so hang on while we get through some ads. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with Privacy Mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh, there it is. Drawing board or... Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's one. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Well, now that those ads are finally over, we can get back to the podcast. And I can get back to salting my McMuffins. How about them cowboys? Well, and that's, that's a, I think, 
we can talk all day about, oh, changing the offensive uh, coordinator and, and, and that's what I wanted to see too. I'm, I mean, I, I didn't really have McCarthy picked, but the more and more I heard about it, I was like, okay, that's, you know, probably how things are going to turn out, but we need to find weapons and the draft is a risky place, but you can also find strike gold. You have to, though. That's but how you have to find your you key have weapon. To. It, sure, it might, you, like a Jalen Tolbert is risky. You know, maybe, he, I thought he was going to probably be our best rookie last mm-hmm. year. It didn't right. pan out. He still has a chance, but you're right. Yeah, the draft has to be the place that we're trying to build. Free with agency our, with, ain't too deep, but there are some guys you can get. I just don't, I don't think Cowboys are going to be able to make the play, like, the dollar value for him is just going to be too high. Like you mean yeah. for for, for the cap free, space? Is, we're ca- not going to be able to bring someone in that's going to change it. I, I got some yeah. for you. <laughs> do you do you extend Dak Prescott to get some of that relief fund, or do you keep him and then do you cut Ezekiel Elliott to get that relief fund? Those are options right now because against the cap, Dak Prescott is going to count forty nine million. Yep. On top of that, Demarcus Lawrence is going to count right at twenty five million dollars. So that's a lot of money on guys that you really want to say to yourself: Do you extend those guys, or do you live with the growing pain? Well, do you live with the cap pain because that? That's the reality of it. What do you guys do? Oh, it's tricky, man. It, it's it's a really tricky situation. And with the, the Zeke thing, I'm, I've am i been a diehard Zeke fan since he's been on the Cowboys. He's been my favorite player. I've probably defended him more than any player these last right. few years. I do think this is might be the time. This might be finally the time you move on from Zeke. I think the running back uh, depth in this year's draft is so good that I believe we could find someone to be good enough in his uh, place. So I think as with regarding Zeke, I think this is finally the year. Maybe we do move on from and, him. And Dowdle showed up. He can play like, he, uh, was it Dowdle or uh, Malik? Yeah. Malik Davis. Malik Davis. Davis. Sorry. Dowdle got it. That got injured, right? Yeah. yeah. Dowdle and Davis. Yeah. Uh, he like, he showed up, he can play. So I, I think we do just need to find that, that solid second person behind a uh, second RB behind Pollard, if he is, in fact, going to be franchised. Because I've said it before, and I, I'm still sticking to it. I mean, anything we can do to to get rid of Zeke for as much as we can, and if that's just cap. Um, but would but you yeah, ta- if there, he takes there, a pay cut, are you willing to keep him? I don't. That's even then. I don't even yeah, know. But I, it's one of those perha- things. Perhaps it would have to be like. Five million, yeah. Well, I, Five million I, I, is what you pay him. <laughs> I get. Oh I, I guess I got a question for you, Law, uh, and and with Zeke specifically, and this is and again what, what you read on the internet. What you read on the internet isn't always true. It's not. So, <laughs> whoa, 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 wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? It's not. It's not. No, no. It's not. Get this guy out of here. Yeah. So when you hear things like Ezekiel Elliott, leader in the locker room, obviously he's he's he has tenure on that team. How important is that to keep a guy like Zeke around, even if he, you know, if he decides to take a little bit of a pay cut to stay on the team? We have a lot of young talent on. Crack him if you got him, son. We have a lot of young talent on uh, the Cowboys that do need that leadership. We saw Ty come in, and and all of a sudden, Ceedee Lamb's like, uh, I, I learned more in one game or one week with Ty than than I I have in my last three years. Again, he could be giving us some fluff service here, right. but do you think when we look at next year in short, like uh, in a short window, if we want to go long term, get rid of Zeke, start doing the rebuild, et cetera? But right now, with our current team, do you think it's valuable to have a locker room guy like Zeke still on the team? 
Yeah, 12 touchdowns and 12 touchdowns. He had 12 yeah. of them last year. Yep. And I'm not going to sneeze on Ezekiel Elliott because he was great up until the point we had to play against the Detroit Lions and his knee got snapped up. Yep. And I, I would look at Ezekiel as a guy that's a, that Jerry Jones, he don't like Zeke. He loves Zeke. Yeah. So he's going to try his best to protect Zeke. You see the difference in the storylines on how Jerry Jones approached Ezekiel versus, let's say, Des Bryant or Amari Cooper. So uh, it's going to be a situation whereas I, I think that he may take the pay cut to, to stay in good graces with the Cowboys, but you need him because one thing you don't want to do is go into the 2023 season just like we did this past season. Remember, we got rid of Amari Cooper and we replaced him with James. Y'all say it with me. Washington. <laughs> yeah. On top of that, Jalen. Tobert. So those yep. two guys were inexperienced. So what you don't want to do is lean on a Gibbs or whoever we may draft in the draft and say, okay, rookie, let's make it happen. And then the first play or the third play in the first week, there's a whiff on the block. And now we all singing the tunes and playing the taps of the quarterback. Yeah. Because yep. he missed the block. And that's what happened literally. That's what happened literally to Tony Romo in 2015. We just never had things to match. 2015, we had the best defense that the Dallas Cowboys been waiting for, but our quarterback was gone. Yep. 2014, our offensive player of the year was DeMarco Murray. See, we should have extended DeMarco Murray in 2013 and not allow him to be the guy that he was in 2014 and play that crazy good year. And now we was like, we we don't want to pay you. And then there was a guy by the name of Joseph Randall. Who underwear steal, the underwear thief, call him yeah, by his real name. Yeah, 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 the underwear thief. And he, he stole some cologne too and some drawers. He needed so the cologne for the drawers, man. Yeah, he must have went. He must have messed himself. He did something worse than whatever Michael Irvin got into. Oh, <laughs> that that Randall Joseph Randall, his post post NFL uh, story yeah. is a podcast in its own. That guy has had uh, a, a very interesting post playing. It's colorful. Well, it's it's uh, it's depre it's depressing. It's depressing. it's 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 crazy. But you're right. Uh, if you yeah. don't have someone proven. And you let someone like Zeke go. Like you said, he had 12 touchdowns last year. The year before, I think he had 10. 22 right. touchdowns over two years is, is tough to re uh, replace. And he's a great blocker. Blocker, yeah. Yeah, fullback Zeke. So I wouldn't get rid of everything because you still got to answer the bell with Tony Pollard. I'm not a big fan of franchise tagging, by the way. Mm-hmm. What would give us a reason why? Just just uh, too too much risk for the player, for the, the team just not getting a benefit out of it? Or what's what's your reasoning? Well, I look at it like check cash and title loan places. I don't know if they have that in Canada. But what it is is that when you go there, so. yeah, yeah, it's, well, it's a detriment. <laughs> <laughs> you pay too much money for one year. You can't prorate the doggone money. You can't spread it out. It's a one-hit deal. And it also tells the player that, hey, we like you, but we don't love you. Yep. And we got something that we holding against you. So we will pay you if you can do the same thing you did for me last year. You yep. know, yep. You know that, 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 don't, that don't work well. But I, th I think that you got to, for the Cowboys, they're, they're probably a little shy about doing, doing a second long-term contract with a, another running back. Um, 
at the same time, anyways, having those two simultaneous yeah. contracts with Zeke and and Tony Pollard, like the franchise makes it. I totally agree. Like all those, like it doesn't feel good for the player. No, for they're the not player, they're, for the for the player, it's the worst possible hey, but thing. You got to think. For me, I always think coming from the mind of Jerry Jones. Okay, <laughs> now what I want to do because what what's coming are you, up? Are you here? wearing your AT and T hat? I'm <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, you're wearing your AT and T stadium hat, I'm aren't fan, you? I'm a fan <laughs> no, of the biz. No. <laughs> but but the if you if you make the argument that Zeke makes the cut for whatever amount, it 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 frees up some space, and we got TP uh, twenty and Zeke back there with uh, Davis in the wings. Okay. But we, you have to do something for those wide receivers. I think we're 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 comfortable with offensive line at this point. We'll see we'll see what happens in this off season. Um, if I uh, and tight ends, I mean, we got a lot of uh, promise there. But right, CD needs some help. I, I think I I don't think that we found that number two yet. Michael Gallup maybe will come up and I think and he has a better. Back. I think he has a better year, a lot better but, year next year. I'm, I don't want yeah. to assume that because I think he he was there making those big plays, but we di- we need someone to come out and challenge. I would rather go out and try to find the number two and then hope that now we have a competition between Gallup and that number two. Right, 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 right. I, I, I get I get with what you're saying. Uh, looking at that picture, nevertheless, when you get hurt, the Cowboys tend to pay you. Yep. Michael Gallup, he got hurt, they paid him. Dak Prescott, he got hurt. They finally paid him. Uh, now, if you look at Tony Pollard, now he's hurt. Now the Cowboys thinking about paying him. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. a known trend. And I know, I get what you're saying. Uh, uh, I want me some glory hope. No, you know, <laughs> Jerry, so, so Jerry did this before, way back in the days with Barry Church. He got hurt and he paid him. Yep. He didn't franchise tag him, but he paid him. I would prefer that angle because now you know what you can get out of Tony Pollard. He would be even more explosive in a West Coast scheme or system. Think of Roger Craig back in the day right. with the 49ers. I think that Tony Pollard would be a better version of that. But the only problem that's hanging over our head is that we waited too late, just like we did with Donovan Wilson. We waited too late. You got to start willing and dealing and paying guys before they get to the end of life on their contract. So that, it's actually kind of funny you bring that up because I was going to talk about uh, Trevon Diggs possibly. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of different because obviously he's already secured himself a huge payday. I think what you were kind of saying with uh, Wilson and Pollard is we probably could have got a discount on those guys a couple years ago if we right. extended them. With Trevon Diggs, you're not getting no discount. But I think we're at that point this season that he's going to be looking for some sort of extension. Right. He, he's going to be looking at Denzel Ward's money, right. You know, over there in Cleveland. So it's going to be hard for us because at the end of the day, I was talking to another content creator and he may be, believe it or not, one of the better DBs we ever drafted in Cowboys history outside of Mel Renfro and maybe Everson Walls. We don't, we don't have a good track record of drafting Defensive backs, believe it or not, when you really think about it, Byron Jones, we liked him, but we moved him to safety. And then on top of that, Terrence Newman, he was pretty solid. But I think that my guy, Trayvon Diggs, already leaped over those two guys. What about Awuzie? Do you wish we would have kept him? Do you think he, I think he was probably one of the top guys we've drafted in a long time and we just let him go. And that could have been a casualty of uh, possibly a Zeke contract and a Dak contract type thing. 
or like, an injury, right? He got hurt that right, year. That's true. He was out for mm-hmm. a bunch of games his last the last years. But I, speaking of digs, do you worry about his tackling? His tackling. I'm one of the types that when I'm watching the the games and we're live streaming the games, and he does his little like. I get it. He's he's there to shut down receivers, but it it kind of irks me when he's not at least attempting to t- attack and tackle the player that's running right beside him. Does that bug you mm-hmm. at all? Does that make you nervous about him at all? Or are you just like, no, he's here to shut down their number one. He's there to get the ball. He's there to stop half of the field from having production on it. Yeah, when I talked to George Teague, and you know he loved Alabama DBs, and I said, man, what's your evaluation of Trayvon Diggs? Will he tackle? He said, that kid will not tackle. He can't bust a grape. <laughs> and George Teague, he's speaking the truth about that. And what I wanted Trayvon Diggs to do in that game is to play Trayvon Diggs' game. Don't get into the mindset to say, hey, I got to make these tackle be because then he will overcompensate. And he didn't want to tackle Kittle. No. He closed his eyes and leaned with his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, just kind because, of, yeah. Yeah. Now, if he had, if he was thinking like Pro Bowl, when he was at the Pro Bowl, I want to go for the pick and not worry about the tackle, yep. he would have picked it off. Yep. So I wanted him to be Trayvon Diggs. Just think about the INT. You're not going to be a tackler. And the Cowboys, to um to really help that out, just make sure you have safety help over the top because he ain't going to tackle. Which, and you know what? If that's if that's who he is, that's who he is. I'll yeah. take him. I'll take him shutting down a receiver. I'll take him getting the interceptions, but I'll still be that guy screaming at my TV when, Look, when, when he's not making a tackle. I, th- I, think, I think the weakest position on the Cowboys um, would be, I, well, I, there's good arguments for everything, but I've been leaning towards cornerback now. Not, not mm-hmm. as, a, as an overall whole like not a specific player, just like where yeah, well, we're after Anthony Brown went down, we right. saw what do you mean depth wise? You're kind of thinking de- depth wise and just like overall. I mean, you know what? I, I now I'm kind of thinking wide receiver. But I'm thinking line. I'm thinking linebacker. <laughs> okay, to me, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say linebacker. There's a lot of weaknesses. My my point that I was trying to get to um, that I just derailed myself on was that uh, uh, I can't. Yeah, well, I, I won't say his name. Deron Bland or Deron Bland? How how high are Man. you right now? Not high enough. Uh, you're not get get it get, no, get a hit he, of your get a hit of your vape. Get I, more stoned. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're doing that, let me get one of these. Crack them if you got them, son. Let's go. But I just think he's going to be able to come in, smoke and, weed every day. There it is, and have a great second year, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, well, you're right. Well, well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm always t- trying to look at this and say I don't want this kid to go into a sophomore slump. Right. Yeah. I don't want to give him too much praises. And I talked to Bland's father. and He's like, yeah, my son is always in the playbook and he is a hard go getter. But I'm going to make sure that he's hitting the reality check. And hopefully that will be the the lifespan of Bland. Uh, I'll look at it like this. The slot position is one of the hardest parts of the field because you got two way goals down inside the nickel. And we lost. We lost Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis. Those are two starters. Regardless of how many big plays Anthony Brown gave up, normally it would be one or two, but not three or four. So, yes, DB is something that we need to pay close attention to in this draft. So I hope that the Cowboys make the right decision. And if that Porter Jr. is there, Joe, was it Joey, Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, Joey, is there? yep. Don't don't think about it. Just pull the trigger and get the pull key. The trigger. Yeah. yeah, no, we've yeah. I've I've I just we did a mock draft 
last week at some point, and that's he mm-hmm. was on the board. I mean, obviously it's PFF; it's just kind of random. But he was right. there, and I, I I agree with you. He's that guy. He's got the length. He's he's athletic. He could mm-hmm. definitely he could start right away. I I think for the Cowboys, and if he's there, you got to right. take him. A lot of people are saying he sh- he's going to be gone to like Pittsburgh or or Washington. Right. But if he's there, right. I think a hundred percent you you snag him. Well, that's the that's the thing is is. The planning is so important, and I I feel really confident with the Cowboys' front office. I mean, they've proven mm-hmm. us. You know, I don't watch a lot of other teams to like see how good they are com- compared to other teams, but it, it seems like they've done a lot of really good hits, especially in the last three, four, five. Flat, years, I'd say you know? ten years, ten years? Cow- even ten years. The Cowboys have been fairly decent. They've had a couple blunders, Morris Claiborne. Mm-hmm. They've had Taco Charlton. They've had a couple uh, misses, but they've also they've knocked it out of the park a bunch. And, so, and, and and last year's number one pick, Tyler Smith, questionable kind of start, and then he just kind of steamrolled. Well, right, the Cow- Cowboys mm-hmm. fans were up in arms with that pick; they hated it, and yeah. and the guy turned out to be well, what I think we needed. They ended up doing a redraft on NFL.com, and they had him going like six. So that yeah. speaks yeah. volumes right there. Yeah. So at, with the twenty six pick, I wouldn't be my, I wouldn't be mad at with nice. the twenty six pick, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys select. Another tackle, mm-hmm. you see, because mm. we need to build the trenches. Yep, We need to figure out what we're going to do with Terrence Steele. We need to see whether or not Tyron Smith, think about that. He's $17 million against the cap, and he's 33 years of age. Do you continue to squeeze and pull that out, too? Or do you look at it and say, with Tyler Smith, do you kick him back inside a guard, or do you keep in the keep him at tackle and then we got a pro bowler named tyler biotish now right (laughs) he's a pro bowler now so he's good but what do you replace connor mcgovern with now yeah Yeah. and and it's important to 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 give the quarterback the time basically that o-line is just going to add on milliseconds to how much time we have to make a play shape it form it and have it actually and those guys and those guys get beat up they get beat yeah. up, so you can just stockpile those bastards, and they, they, they'll eventually oh, yeah. get playing time. There's, there's no if you take a tackle or a guard. I, I like you said, I'd probably rather take a tackle because I think we have a little bit more questions at tackle. There, there's no complaint for me if we even took a tackle. If he's the best player at that time at 26, take him. It's not, it's not sexy, but you know, it's definitely uh, going to help with long term. Especially mm-hmm. if he's a guy that's able to to play from day one, um, there's always that learning curve. But you know, I was happy with Smith's development. William Sam Williams from last year. I mean, he's right. he's been really interesting too. Lots of maybe Potential. it's because we maybe because we just love him for whatever reason it is. Well, but, for the limited play time that he got, yeah. he was always right. he was always making splash plays. Like the guy wasn't getting a hell of a lot of snaps, and every time he was out there, he was doing something with them. So you you got to expect. Another full year of off-season programming and uh, being in the building, not having to deal with the draft process. The guy's going to hopefully take leaps and bounds into year two. Yeah, but you got to get out of the political arena because Doris Armstrong, although he had a good year, you drafted Sam Williams in the second round. I need to see more playing time out of that guy that you drafted. Now this is another contract for Doris Armstrong. See, these two-year deals, they they are very, very sneaky. So he's uh, on a contract year now. Uh, Also, J. Ron Kirst, although he's going through off-season surgeries and and stuff and cleanups, 
this is a contract year for him. So mm-hmm. which direction will the Cowboys go into the 2023 season as it relates to drafting and free agency now? So if you're if it was you, you're saying you like Joey Porter Jr., but is that would that cornerback would be your kind of main focus on in the first round if you if you were drafting? Or tight tight well, uh, tackle. Yeah, first uh, yeah, tackler C B or is that do you have something else you're thinking? It, it, to me personally, it's still too soon because mm-hmm. we got to let this free agency period go by. Let the tumble and, start. Let the tumble yeah. of all that shit happen. Yeah. Hell yeah, because you you see the Saints, they're sixty million dollars under, right? Uh I think that the Rams wow. are are close to like twenty million under. Wow. Uh, let me let me let me pull it up right quick. Give you guys the Rams are twenty million under with, with everything they well, I guess no, now no, it's no, 14 million. It's 14 oh. million under. But let Still me go though. in this order. It's a lot. Buccaneers 55. Wow. Vikings 23. Jags 22. Titans 21. And what I look at, I would sell my spleen right now for <laughs> Marshawn Lattimore. You put Marshawn Lattimore on one side and you have Trayvon Diggs on the other. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It would help and improve the defensive front because now those are covered guys that can cover and Parson will be able to eat. If you go and get from the Titans that Simmons kid, that big boy down inside, ooh, it would help out everything for even. Parsons and that like it will help out your linebackers. So I look at it from there because those teams are in fire sale movements right now or moments. And the mm-hmm. commanders, they got something to think about. De'Ron Payne is twenty million dollars. Yeah, he'd be nice. AP he'd be nice. He'll he'd be, be nice. nice. He'd be nice. Yeah, to have. He'd be nice. Big, well, what, big dude. How would you do that? Then you'd have to take on the contract, or you take him and oh. resign him. Like I know the M- <clears throat> excuse me, the NBA can do those sign and trade deals is that yeah. an option that the nfl can do or well these i think he's, these are all free agents oh these all yeah. oh sorry yeah. Yeah, these are all yeah. these are all yeah. upcoming free agents that are gonna require a pretty penny what about a guy yeah. like would you take a run at a guy like uh jalen ramsey if you could make a deal with like is is that yeah. something in the in the book too because he could imagine him with digs even like oh if you God. if you could yeah. if you could put another top 10 cornerback on the cowboys defense i it would just, I don't even know how teams would attack us in the air, really. Well, if you look I, at, I would do that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess the, how much do you wait for? So, if we're talking about defense right now and drafting, um, with DQ, uh, with our boy Lieutenant Dan Stain uh, at the Dan. helm for the yeah. defensive coordinator position, what do you think he, like, it, how much of an, like, how much of an impact in terms of what they're needing to do on the defense does, uh, does a DQ have? coming into this draft for the free agency, do you think that he's like, get me get me a Jalen Ramsey and we're going to mm-hmm. go for it? Or do you think it's just going to be one of those situations where we're just going to kind of draft it and, and and not worry about it? Well, he he can look into that and say, hey, you know, we want to win a Super Bowl. Let's go get it. Yeah. Let's go bring a known commodity in versus the unknown. I would rather deal with that versus saying, okay, maybe the other DB that we draft could be a Kelvin Joseph 2.0. A guy with high traits, high ceiling, but he fall flat on his face when it's time to <laughs> <laughs> to cover yeah, somebody. Right. You oh, know, shit, Kevin uh, Joseph gave up four touchdowns this year, oh. and he was only playing a spoonful of games, right? He only yeah, played right. four times. <laughs> yeah, he played, four, he played four snaps. That's what it felt like. <laughs> right, right. So, And I don't want to sh- throw shade at him, but those are the realities. There was a lot of red tape with him. So I want to make sure I go get a guy that I know that can cover 
every blade of grass and there will be a Jalen Ramsey. There will be a Marshawn Lattimore. Or even if you have to get a poor man's Jalen uh, Ramsey out of uh, Byram Jones, bring him back for another cup of coffee because the Dolphins are $16 million under. Yeah. Bring him in. Yeah. So, so with, with, what are the Cowboys at, by the way, <clears throat> right now? Law? Uh, no room. Yeah, no <laughs> room. We're, right. we're, we're tapped out. We're, to look, yeah, we're tapped they're, out. They're gonna right figure now. out a way to, to free up space, but I think uh, there, uh, there's one way, and you know who it is. Dak, Zeke, Dak, Dak Prescott. Prescott. So well, what? So you you extend them? There'll be the look. Dak Prescott. It's a if you post anything about Dak Prescott. There'll be a third of the people saying he's trash, yep. trash Scott. He sucked. He's horrible. He don't deserve the $40 million. Dak Prescott will break the internet if the Cowboys announce, let me play my breaking news music because that's how it's going to sound. <laughs> breaking news out of Frisco, Texas. The Dallas Cowboys decided to extend Dak Prescott through the year of 2026. We, this would help alleviate the salary cap pains that we are going through right now. And Dak Prescott will be here for another 10 years. More news at 8. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite channel. This is I love this one. I don't disagree with that. Like I, to, I've argued for Dak forever. I, I think he's a top right. 10 quarterback. Um, was this year a little bit frustrating? Yeah, yeah. it was. But it, it wasn't the norm like this this wasn't how Dak normally looked uh I but, always believe that he he takes care of the football most of the time this year was right. it, I, I I'm so I'm still sold on Dak Prescott and if the Cowboys did go that way it makes me feel like they're trying to win now they're trying to get money to bring in a couple pieces and if that's the way to do it then then it, then do it right like whenever the conversation of Dak comes up um, I can see it because I was frustrated as well this year with some of his play. But when you right. take the step back and look at the the like instead of the the micro, look at the macro. Is that did I get that right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you see a good performance. Sure. Sure. You see a quarterback who can play in the NFL, and then it turns to like, okay, if you want to give that up, who are you going to get? People online, and uh, maybe I was one of them at one time. But you go out there, and the answer is just like, well. We see some funny tweets. I'm sure, Law, you must see many, much, many more than yeah. us. But it's like, oh, just go out and draft a Lamar Jackson type quarterback. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's the plan, man. But, like, we have to live in reality. Okay, who do you replace him with? And right now, there's there's really no better option. Um, and, and re-signing him, if we can restructure, absolutely. It all comes down to, 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 Jerry, to having a two kind of – two-lane focus you want right. a quarterback who can be long-term with your team 10 plus years like ideally yeah. right law come in he's in the system he performs well but then you also have those short-term that short short-term window where it's like mm -hmm. if we don't win by this year next year we need to re revamp a lot of these positions so 
um, there was that article, or or, or maybe it was a, a couple articles, where Jerry Jones said he's thinking long term while the Eagles go all in. Jerry's feeling like he's fifty five, yeah. not fucking a hundred and I know, well, hundred and fifty or whatever he is. But but I think that it is a little concerning because yeah, number one, Jerry, come on now, let's, long term. Uh, What's long term yeah. for you, dude? Like but it, yeah. the, the NFL teams have kind damn of damn act together. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry, but NFL teams have kind of proven that. Hey, putting all your chips in works to win Super Bowls nowadays. It's well, the Eagles—they've basically—they've uh, revamped themselves completely since the last time they were in the Super Bowl. What in 2017? They and mm-hmm. the, so Jerry said that the Eagles are all in right now. But it's like, mm-hmm. do they not have two first-round picks next year? No, like, no. They, yeah. you get lucky with that quarterback. Kansas. I'm not going to say lucky, you, but it, mm-hmm. your your uh, investment right. they, pays they, off. They have the they have a great deal right now with Jalen Hurts. They have Same the, with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You know. I think, well, right? well, well, no, what, no, no. what propelled what propel the Eagles to that? We have two issues on this team. The franchise tag cripple us because there is no ability to prorate and stretch that money out. We had $94 million in the year 2020, but we franchise tagged Dak Prescott. And what happened? All of that money hit. And then we paid him the next following year. Right. The problem is with that also, also, is that when... Dak Prescott was able to do his contract. He followed his buddy, Ezekiel Elijah Elliott, with the no-trade clause. So those two things are an impediment for the Cowboys organization because we can't dangle the trade in front of any of the other 31 other teams because there's a no-trade clause for Zeke and there's a no-trade clause for Dak Prescott. So when you look at how the Eagles got from under Carson Wentz, they were able to trade him to the Colts, get multiple things back in return. They still had to hit and eat some of that dead money, but they were able to breathe and utilize Jalen Hurts as their quarterback and then use some of that money because remember, at the start of the season last year, they had $22 million, and we had $22 million. We decided to franchise tag Dalton Schultz. Remember, you can't spread that money out, and they went and got A.J. Brown and a trough of other weapons over there, and look how that looked for them right now. Exactly, and I, to me, I don't like – that's what everything you just said. That I feel like that isn't selling out. I feel like that's just being a great – <laughs> organization right. it feels like they're playing you, 40 chess went crack them if you got them but it feels like they're playing like what they're doing over there and rewind a little bit you're talking about Carson Wentz they still went out and drafted uh Jalen Hurts in what the second round was it yeah the Cowboys yeah. I could never imagine them ever with Dak being in the building drafting Doing a quarterback that. in the second round I just don't ever no, see uh, it happening no but, well that I'm uh, sorry well yeah. on the quarterback and drafting law how much weight do you put to Jerry Jones saying that they're committed to drafting quarterbacks moving forward like well, in, in the, last, the draft last great quarterback they drafted was in 19 of 89 I believe his name is Troy Aikman that's 34 years ago <laughs> uh their their rack their track rec- record of drafting quarterbacks terrible yep. because they never drafted another quarterback since then earlier or what have you outside of Quincy Carter. And on top of that, when you look at everything, we've been horrid at quarterback. Look, Tony Romo was an undrafted guy. We fell into Tony Romo goodness and graces for this team and the franchise and organization. And they really were not really sold on Dak Prescott. So 
it's rough, man, being a Cowboy fan, <laughs> thinking that they're going to draft somebody good when they had Paxton Lentz with the big old eyes. Wasn't that Paxton Lentz? Yeah, it, 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 it was Lentz. Lentz. Lentz or something like that. Which is great that's that we they, missed out on him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's who they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> well, and... and Oh, oh, I forgot. Stephen McGee. Who remember him? <laughs> yeah, Stephen McGee. What uh, about Danucci, bro? <laughs> uh, no. Hey, that hat go hard. Yeah, Danucci. that hat is sick. The Upside Down Dallas hat. I do like those hats. Our, our boy uh, Barry Grant Jr. says they drafted Drew Henson. <laughs> yep. Right. Ooh. <laughs> Don't remind me, man. But this is this is how Jerry's going to play it. He's just going to use his the final one or two picks to draft a quarterback every year and be like, see, I mean, I'm San Fran did a like Brock Purdy. I, I don't, I, I, I honestly don't hate it. I, uh, AJ, yeah, get one in there. I'll get crack one in there. Crack him, crack him, got him baby. Crack him. Crack him if you got him. I don't, I, I think you got to draft a quarterback. Why, why not? Why not try to strike some oh. gold? We got tons of picks in the fifth. Why not yes. snag a quarterback at that point and just have him there. I don't yeah, know. That, I, that, I don't that big I don't Amari it. Cooper trade that gave us that nice juice in the yeah. fifth round, right? Am I right? <laughs> don't we bring that up. Max Duggan, baby. Yeah. Max Duggan. Oh. You know? yeah, J- well, that's that. That's hilarious because I, I do think we got a smart front office, but then that's the question mark. Is like I understand <laughs> with Cooper unloading the contract and getting rid mm. of that money. Oh, it would have been nice but to have him like, this year. It would have been so nice to have Amari Cooper this year, man. Fifth is like what you get for fucking. They botched backup that. Backup guard. They, they showed yeah. they showed that they wanted to get rid of Amari yeah. Cooper, and they were willing to just take anything. Yeah. And then like yeah. all off season, there was just these blockbuster trades for run or for wide receivers. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, Amari Cooper got trade. Uh, my my ESPN app goes off, and it's like fifth round. I almost whip my <laughs> I almost whip my fucking phone at a You're wall. Like, that, <laughs> that that must be a typo. That five yeah, must like, be fifth, a two. Fifth round. I'm like cleaning the screen. Like fifth round for Amari Cooper. Good on the Browns though. They fleeced us. Yeah, they fleeced us real good. Uh, my thing is with this is I was talking to someone and they, and they said it's right. We replaced Amari Cooper with C.D. Lamb, but we still didn't replace C.D. Lamb. Yeah, because right. what happened is with James Washington, Jalen Tober, they couldn't hold a candle to that. And we had to understand this, too, with uh, Michael Gallup. Come on. He coming off of an ACL. Yep. Around this time, he wasn't working out, practicing, and things like that. So we can't head into the 2023 season saying, you know what? We good with our wide receivers. We got to get somebody. Definitely. Where where do you start looking? Round two, round three? Or is it just if there's a one of their top prospects happens to be there, just take them? Like, when would you? Um, and do you have any guys that you're kind of got your eye on? I got a sleeper in the later rounds, like third round or what have you. His name is Jonathan Mango. Okay. I, I like what he brings to the table. He's from Old Miss. He, he kind of patterned his game after DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. He's a big physical, say, tall, just, wide receiver. Just ja- is he jacked? Yeah. Does he look like he's, he's jacked? Is he, yeah? Mm-hmm. DK he's Metcalf. Six one. He's about 225, so he's a big boy. Oh, wow. That's yeah, like yeah, Anquan yeah, Bolden esque. Well, yeah, well, he got uh, good big body feet. receivers. I like that. Yeah. yeah, I like Rashid Rice too. He uh, was killing it in the Senior Bowl or what have you. And he's about six two and a half. And I can't wait to see his combine numbers. And he's fast. He's elusive. His name is Rashid Rice. Yeah, I'd like to see a big bodied guy that we can just send up. Well, especially with the West Coast coming coming at us mm-hmm. here, going across the middle. Let's get a guy that's yeah. going to go across the middle, put his head down, and take a couple pops and pick up some first yeah. downs. I would love yeah. that. And 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 last year we and I and by we I mean Adam and Anth uh, went to the NFL draft, kind of with I'm going to say 
you know, comparatively to to today, very low knowledge of yeah, we who don't, the hell's in the NFL We don't draft. really watch, uh, being in, in Canada, we don't really have a college team that we root for, there, really. It's, right. it's it's like you got to really search. The for, coverage isn't for, as the, big. The yeah. color, like, there's yeah. pretty much low, very low coverage. But now... The games they have on are, like, terrible, usually. It's like <laughs> Army versus... I like, I don't even know. It's just the most random teams that no one's ever heard of when they put American college football on up yeah. here. <laughs> but, but this... That, exactly. But that's the funny thing is, is you start to... to it's difficult because there are so many teams, and I really don't even understand the the uh, quality level yet. Oh, the, this team is not as good quality as you know that. that you mean that like their ranking, their national the, ranking? I, when they're obviously the rankings easy when when they're ranked, but yeah, outside if, like, of the one, rank, if if one's above eight, it's yeah, the yeah, one's yeah. better. Yeah, yeah like that, that that's obvious. But then there's tons of unranked teams, and you yep. see a lot of those players who play for them. Um, but it's really interesting to see like this last kind of three three months i guess whatever the stretch is from when they do this mm-hmm. the the college pro game until mm-hmm. the draft how a player's value can change oh yeah well, so drastic especially after the combine like yeah. you get you get someone go out there like I, i've been watching a lot of tape on that jalen hyatt guy uh if mm-hmm. he goes out and runs like a four two something that he's yeah. gonna shoot up every board I- instantly right like he'll be absolutely he'll be a mid one early two someone's type good, guy they see that they're like oh th- this guy can run fast. Just get him in a straight run. line in in, in <laughs> yeah. this play and in that play, and boom. <laughs> so, Law, I got a question for you. Who who's your college team? Are are you from the the Dallas area? No, I'm I'm from Mississippi. Oh, so, crazy. Uh, yeah. So, so you, uh, are you you were Dak Prescott fan then when he was before Cowboy then. I heard whispers of uh, <laughs> him taking the team all the way from some rank, and then they became number one rank in the country. And yep. I was like, "Wow, who is this guy?" And it was Dak Prescott. <laughs> but I went to I went to JSU. I, I graduated from Jackson State University. Oh, nice! So uh, shout out to Prime Time. He 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 made it uh, fun over there for the last two years. Now he's going to Colorado. But yeah, uh, I root for all of the Mississippi teams, uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Nice, hell yeah. We don't really have a college team. I guess we got to kind of pick one. Yeah, we we have to just basically throw up. We have to throw a dart at a map of the states and just pick pick yeah. one. I'm going to end up hitting like I don't know. Does Alaska have any teams? I'll I'll get shafted somehow. <laughs> hey, so we do an an annual trip uh, on Thanksgiving to the Cowboys game, and and this year we ended up hitting two because we went to uh, Minnesota and then and then uh, drove down to to Dallas, and then also next year as well we're thinking of. Uh, obviously doing that same trip and then going to the Super Bowl because it's in Vegas. Super Bowl's in Vegas, baby. And uh, Vegas, yeah. I mean, that's going to be a party in itself. So, just wondering, Law, how many games do you hit up a year, or like, what's kind of your uh, routine? As you normally, will. normally I hit up preseason games. Uh, I never been to a game where we won. So wow, <laughs> and eight. We and eight. I'm very superstitious. So, but this year coming around, uh, I'm planning on going to more games and due to sponsors and everything like this. So I'm gonna be at the game. So, so yeah. I'm gonna break that curse. Break if Jerry curse. Jones can put Jimmy Johnson in the ring, I think he will break a curse. He has to do it. I'm starting to believe in this thing. Get Jimmy up in that ring of honor so we can win a Super Bowl, man. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's obvious now, right? It's obvious. That's the only reason. I, I'm buying <laughs> into it. I'm buying into it. So I, I got a question then. Uh, so you're in the Frisco area. Uh, when did mm-hmm. you start? When did you get and why did you get into uh, talking about the Cowboys? And what was that like? Uh, give me some 
but we call it behind baseball on this podcast. <laughs> Give me some behind baseball on, on Law Nation Sports. Well, uh, it started off at first. I was, uh, of course, I was in Mississippi when I was doing the play-by-play analysis and everything. And then my job kind of moved to Dallas. And I was like, shoot, this is life right here. And I met up with a guy that do uh, meet and greets with fans or what have you, fan ultimate experience called Cowboys Experience. And I got a chance to meet up with players, and it was Drew Pearson. And I did a video with him, and then then that gave me all type of new insights to do this right here. And and now I just don't do film analysis. I'm kind of like a – a public, what you call that? Um, public, uh, public figure, public, public, public figure. Public, yeah. Pub, public figure now. Cowboys no matter where I go, you know, I'm a cowboy super fan without all of the paint on his face. So that's who <laughs> I am. And it's been, it's been pretty good so far. I talk my stuff. I go live for two or three hours a day. I break down film. This is the life right here. Being able to talk and spit about cowboys is wonderful. Oh, definitely, man. And it's such a cool thing to, I've said to the guys, we've met so many people through doing like even just doing our little podcasting and traveling down to the States. And it's just such a huge community and everyone's just so awesome about it. Like I don't, I, you find all these nasty ass Cowboys fans online. Yeah. I'm yet yeah. to, I'm yet to meet one in person. It feels like, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't think they exist in person. Though. They right? don't. You know, because everywhere I go, it's much love, uh, especially when I go to training camp. I hope you guys can get a chance to go out there. Oxnard got beautiful weather, by the way. And maybe we can get something sponsored so we can all parlay and have a great time Let's out there. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. We keep growing, man. Look, everybody's a video, one video away from being the next Joe Rogan. So yep. that's how yep. I look at it. You know, if Joe can do it, we can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, we get out there to Oxnard and we have a great time because all of the people, they don't like the Cowboys at all. They love them. Yep. Yep. And I've, I've watched countless videos. I've actually watched a bunch of your footage from last year down there. It, uh, it does just look like it looks like a great, it looks like a great time down there. Yeah, it is. And I just want Jerry Jones, wonderful job of getting fan engagement going but at, at times, I, I think he got too many hats on. Right. And you need to you need to simplify it because when you look at other teams, there's only one GM. We got pretty much two and a half GMs. Yeah. We got Jerry versus Jerry Jr., who is really John Stephen Jones, although Jerry Jr. is the other guy. But you got <laughs> Stephen Jones and Jerry. They may have a thought or a mindset to say, this is who I want, this is who we need, and then they lean on partially with Will McClay. I think that you need to have one thought that's going in at GM, and I think that you will see a temperament of this team being more unified. Plot plot twist. I am Steven. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's that's been a thing with Cowboys fans and uh, wanting that for years, and Jerry just does not want to to let that go. I I don't know if he's – like you said, with him and Stephen Jones, they're they're basically a hive mind, right? I think he's kind of given up a little bit of it compared to recent or to past right. years. And I'm just glad we have Will McClay, but I would like to see Will McClay just be given the the keys to the car and let let him take it out for a rip instead of yeah. Jerry kind of looming over everything he does. I think Man. that what we got to realize about Jerry Jones too, though, and this is not what this is why Cowboys fans want him out. I'm sure. Um, he came into a team and won three Super Bowls and then right. made the best. He is one of the best business marketers oh, in the yeah, world. for sure. Yeah. And yeah. that's what he 
ultimately cares about. Yeah, Super Bowls he wants, and and um, you know, for his own ego, absolutely. As long as as long as they're done, done long term. Yeah, but none yeah. none none of it matters if the Cowboys aren't where they are. So here here's how it goes. I think that Jerry Jones is that wildcatter, as he said he is. I think that what's happening is that Stephen Jones is the one saying, hey, I know you got the Charles Haley deal. I got into fisticuffs with you with the Deion Sanders pickup. But remember, I think that Stephen Jones keep doing this to Jerry. Say, remember the Joey Galloway. Yep. Remember the Roy Williams. Remember the Brandon Hughes car deal. You know, yeah. so he's going into all of that and reminding him that, hey, dad, I'm the dude. Remember, you wanted to draft it. Uh, uh, Johnny Menzel. Yeah. Money you know? Menzel, so, yep. Yeah, Money Menzel. So I'm the one that you need to listen to. I'm the one, Dad. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> Daddy, don't, don't do it. Come on, cat, Daddy, don't know? be the wildcat. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Jerry need to tell his his son, you know, he need to tell him. Get your damn act together. <laughs> watch your attitude. Wait, did so, he need to tell him that? <laughs> so, so who is it that you would prefer, Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones, in in controlling the captaining the ship? Well, I think that Jerry Jones would have pulled the trigger on Randy Moss. I think that Jerry Jones would would have been the guy that's more on the wildcat side. I think that Jerry Jones would have looked at this year and said, or the past year and said, go give me a DK Metcalf. Yeah. Go give me a DJ Moore. I don't care about the cost. I'm 80, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm okay, okay. Two, you know? <laughs> yeah, so now that's the question. Do you think it's Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones and the publicist saying that he's thinking long-term while the Eagles are thinking – uh, going all in. I think, it, it, I think Jerry's just rambling in I front know. of a camera. Yeah. To be to be honest, he's just oh, he's just giving, what time is it? He's, he's just giving himself a little copium the, right now. That's all it is. Dude, think, think, think of the think of the stories that came out. Like any time, like OBJ is a great is a oh great. Oh my god, tale. we don't need to the bring whining up those three and letters. dining that went on with that. And I I one hundred percent believe that Jerry Jones was like, oh yeah, this is just to keep us in the news. I'm not going to sign this guy. He's not even going to play this year. And then and then what happens? They I think the timing lines up. Uh, they go out and get T Y Hilton instead. Yep. So right. which I liked. I mean, <laughs> which, I, which I, was, I, I still like T Y. He was worth his signing just for that. I think third and thirty keep, catch. Keep, keep him keep alone. It, get him. <laughs> sign him for next year. Sign him for another two years. I think T Y is good to go for for us. At least get, get at least if we start to weaponize the wide receiver core well yeah i mean obviously we don't (laughs) want to get him for too much but um i don't know i I, i'm a a ty fan after after uh yeah but if you're ty i'd do the same thing i'd just sit out of everything till december and then just come back hop into a playoff contender (laughs) and play play my four or five games like that's the life right there as a as a 34 year old funny soon to be 34 year old wide receiver it's funny that that you see that you're seeing that now. Like I, I, I don't remember seeing players doing that before, where they're like, you know what, I can get paid reasonably close to the same amount I would for a full year if I just wait until and then. <laughs> like, have yeah. you have you seen that? Is that like very common? In the it, I mean, NFL you'll or? see kind of stuff like that uh, occasionally, but I'm sure Ty Hilton probably could have signed with someone earlier in the year, and this is one of the mm-hmm. rare times that it was his choice to sit out till December. So I think you're right. You don't really see it very often where a guy just comes in at the very, very end. It's usually a dude that's been trying to get on a team yes. for the whole time. I'm, I'm almost positive T.Y. had suitors prior to December. Mm-hmm. He just yeah. picked this time to come back in December. So, yeah, super rare. Well, yeah, super rare. Well, yeah. 
moving forward, then I guess to, to maybe wrap this baby up, let's uh, like what are kind of some standout things that need to happen this off season here? Let's say between just free agency and and the draft here. What are we hoping for? What do we want to see? Things that keep popping up in your in your dreams or potentially your nightmares that that <laughs> that, uh, yeah. that you need to get off your chest. Well, well, the uh, well, let's okay. So here's one or two, one or here, two. Here, here, besides the OBJ talk, the last thing, okay. the the thing that <laughs> constantly here and and we saw um, our our boy Tony Goat Romo Romo do it. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron mm. Rodgers, the whole thing about uh, the Pro Bowl. He didn't say no. He said no to San Francisco. Didn't say no to Dallas. He's not get that out this, of your brain. Hey, right? I'm hey, telling you right hey, now, Aaron hey, Rodgers is not. Isn't no, for you. I'm telling you right now. Like, don't even bring that smut I, I, onto the show. Coming, <laughs> it's coming into your dream, and he's and he's shaking you up. <laughs> I don't want to hear from you, and I want to hear okay. from Law. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers? And I'm not. And like, look, right? He was my fantasy football quarterback. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the whole ayahuasca. I think there's too much drama for this uh, 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers to come to the Cowboys. But do it's you, never do you think it's even an entertaining fact that he he makes his way over to the Dallas Cowboys? It, it will be very entertaining. Uh, $50 million quarterback right now. And then we are pretty much – if it would be understandable if we didn't have the trade clause with Dak Prescott, right? Uh, that would be understandable where we can make a trade or force a trade with Dak. But by him not having that ability to trade him, and on top of that, the dead money being $89 million to cut Dak to Jeez. insert. Aaron. Yeah, that that is the major problem there. So I don't see Aaron Rodgers. And can you imagine Aaron Rodgers got to reach out to Roger Starback to say, can I wear that number 12? Yeah, right? No <laughs> doubt. Oh that'd, be, gosh, that'd be good. I, I hate Aaron Rodgers. I can't stand his face. <laughs> I can't stand his attitude. But like you said, there's there's no way Dak Prescott is not at least the Dallas Cowboys quarterback for the next two seasons. That's just, yeah. he's okay. 100% going because to be the quarterback. Of, because of the contract. Because yeah, of the, the contract. contract. Okay, Law, what about uh, Schultz? Dalton Schultz. Do you keep him? I know you don't like the franchise tag. What do you think mm. about Schultz? You like him? Travis, Travis Kelsey just came out and said that Jake Ferguson is is reminding him of him. So I don't want to slow down that process. So I'm going to have to let Dalton Schultz go. Don't unblock me and block me again, <laughs> Dalton oh. Schultz. Keep Dude. me alive, man. Oh, you got unblocked? You got How did you get unblocked? Because he, <laughs> he, he blocked us. He blocked us. He got blocked, man. <laughs> I was out there trying to camp. I was giving him praises. I think he blocked me by accident. Oh, yeah, he yeah, might yeah. block me again now. <laughs> oh, he no. definitely blocked us on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like. Yeah, fu- funny thing is, if Schultz is watching a show he's uh, he's watching this one (laughs) (laughs) right we we, all last all not uh all 2021 season we were we were diehard we were diehard and it was just like one post and then all of a sudden he's like block block like what (laughs) chelsea let me tell y'all something about schultz and oxnard in training camp He's the first one out there, and he's the last one to leave. He does the uh, ball drill, and he's going to stay there extra. He's a hardworking guy. I think that sometimes you look back at him and you would say, man, we thought that we was getting this guy, and then we got that guy because he blocked really good. He ran routes really good. And then we were like, forget Jeff Swain. What about this dude? Forget Blake Jarwin. What about this dude? 
Dalton Schultz, and he showed up big time for us. But for right now, from a contract aspect yeah. of it, if you sign him, you got to pay him north of Dallas Goldar, and you got to pay him right around the APY where Travis Kelsey is getting. Yeah, no, so I look no. at it like right now, hey, man, we love your services. We got to see what we can get out of Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree that I, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Fergie and uh, Hendershot. We kind of uh, call the tight ends the clone zone in here. So if the uh, they're all clones off of Jason Witten, if the number one clone needs to go to make room for two, three, and four, with, uh, the, with the rest of the, boys. The, clo- the clones are supposed to get better, right? Yeah. It, they are <laughs> like Cowboys only draft the same looking tight ends. It's just a, it's just a fact. It's just a fact. It is what it is. Sean Wait. McEwen, baby, don't sleep on Sean McEwen. No, no he's he great blocker. He's very good blocker, and he's he's kind of sneaky out there too. But he yeah, he looks the exact same as the rest of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, if if uh, if uh, Hender Hendershot and Ferguson can keep pace with what they showed last year, they will, as a duo, outperform Schultz. It's the blocking, I guess, but we saw Schultz yeah. improve, but uh, the year prior, uh, so last year's last year. 2021. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. That was like a huge concern. Yeah. Well, they, the but they, they kept scheming him stupid, though. They, true, they weren't doing him any favors. But like Law said, we've definitely he's definitely priced himself out of being yes. on the, on yeah, the yeah. Cowboys I think next I, year. I think if you want things to happen and improve elsewhere, then you need to do that exact thing and put your trust in uh, Ferguson and Hendershot to battle it out. And McKeon, I think, I think he is, he is part of the clone zone. So, yeah. Yeah. And and one of the things that I got to say this about Mike McCarthy and his offense, he know how to finesse those tight ends. Think about your Michael Finley. Think about even when he had Jimmy Graham for a cup of coffee, you got to look at ways that Mike McCarthy knows how to work those tight ends. And I believe he played tight end in college. So Mike McCarthy going to be okay with those boys. Oh, definitely. 3,000 cheeseburgers earlier. He was excited <laughs> <Yeah>. in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, can't, he can't run no routes now. No, he ain't, he ain't running no oh, he's, 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 run, he's running a route. Right to fucking Chick-fil-A or something like that. That's what he did. <laughs> Sponsor us, Chick-fil-A. Come Chick-fil-A, on, Chick-fil-A, we want it. I would, love if, want it. I would love if Mike took a, a hands-on approach to practice and started getting in the backfield. <laughs> no, he's running routes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, shows, let me just show you how this is done. He's like the rock from the Gridiron Gang. He shows up in full gear. All right, you guys got You guys got to get through me. I thought you were a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> Be like Dan Quinn. Could Dan Quinn put the helmet on and yep. everything? Oh, I yeah. would pay money to see <laughs> Mike McCarthy with the helmet. And you got to have a belly hanging oh, out. Yeah. Belly would be yeah. out. Belly would be hanging out. 100%. Crop top like Zeke. He comes in with a crop top like Zeke. <laughs> He's like, just trying to get my snaps, fellas. <laughs> just trying to get my snaps. Um, okay, so I, I, I you, you had, did too. You did too. I did too. Why don't Why don't you? We all we, we don't have to do the round robin, but what we giving it? We're giving questions. Kind of like, we're, what What I think we need to go going two, into the two season things or that the keep coming here. to your mind that like either that you you want or you're fearful of. Uh, you for know? for me, the, I'm kind of still. I've been kind of in this weird wormhole of doing all these mo- crack them if you got them. Whoa! I've been Another in this weird uh, wormhole of doing all these mock drafts, mock draft, mock draft, <laughs> and I want us to get better uh, in the interior on the defensive line. I just don't see us picking anyone to in the draft to do that, and I just feel like no matter what we do, we're always going to have that weakness in the middle of the field until we address it in the draft, and we just never want to. And I don't know, if, Law, if you have any. Sp- 
guys that you can think of off the top of your head, but I would just, it, I saw at the end of the year or at the start of the year also when Hankins was in the middle of the field, how much a difference that guy made. And he wasn't even considered a premier defensive tackle, right? So I just feel like I, I want to see us get better on the interior. That LVE line. went out too. Yeah, yeah. and LVE yeah. out. Like there's another guy like that. We, there's going to be, do we bring LVE back? He had a great season last year. Yeah. Uh, I just, I really hope we can kind of keep the same unit that we had last year uh, for next year on the, on the defensive side of the ball. Well, let me talk about this in two forms then. We, we need another linebackers coach, and I got one that we need to bring back home. His name is Ken Norton Jr. I think that he's coaching over there at UCLA. Come on. Come on, Dan Quinn. Yep. Pick up the phone. Call Ken. Bring him back over here in Dallas. The last time we won a Super Bowl was, I think he was on the roster, I believe. He was. So we need to figure out a way to bring Ken Norton over here in a coaching capacity to help out these linebackers. I've seen too many healthy scratches from uh, Jabril Cox, so I need to see him out there and see what we can get out of that. And you were right. The thing is, with defensive tackle, you got to have patience with those guys. If you're not drafting one real super early, then you don't know what you're going to get because they may have the size, they may have the strength, but they don't have the NFL strength. So normally that takes two to maybe three years. I'm I'm like, I don't want to wait that long. The last time we had a guy from the interior to get double-digit sacks, was Jason Hatcher. That's been many moons ago, y'all. So let's bring in and go grab a veteran. Uh, not a long in the tooth guy like uh, Jonathan Hankins, but maybe you go out there and you scoop up and get a day run pain. That'd be, I, I, I would love that. I would love yeah. that. Hundred yeah. percent. Pain pain is show. He's the exact type of player that the Cowboys have have Me. been missing, and he's a. Jason Hatcher, like you said, had double digit sacks, but Payne's on another level than him, oh, even, yeah, right? Yeah, so and yeah. he and you you pair him with uh Damone Clark, uh LVE if we bring him back, Micah Parsons. I just think that makes everybody else on the on the defense better. And we've just we've we haven't had that in the last ten years, it feels like. Think about this. Osa quietly had a nice season. Osa's, yeah. So, yes. yeah. Osa did. Yeah. I we're big fans of Osa. You Osa know, had a great a, season. A, a bunch of guys showed a lot of uh, uh, really bright spots this year, and maybe it is just because they didn't get enough playing time that we didn't see that they they didn't stand out for a lot of the season. I'd like to see that, uh, and I'm, I don't have a list in my head, but I just remember. <laughs> I just remember like uh, Sam Williams was one. Osa's another, of course. Um, Armstrong, you know. Yep. Yeah. Old Fowler. 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 Off and on. Yeah, off and Fowler on. had his uh, had his moments. I think Fowler the gone, Canadian, unfortunately, but. The Canadian bulldozer, Navel Gallimore, or Navel, uh, he he didn't do what I wanted. He stepped to see back. Him he do. took a step back. Step I thought back. this year. I thought I thought he was prime this year. It's what is it? Is his third year this year? I thought or fourth right. possibly. I thought this was going to be his because he had a decent twenty twenty one. I was yeah. kind of expecting him to kind of hit that next level this year. And I think he was a healthy scratch for a couple ga games at the end. Yeah, of the season, it, it so. was him versus Tristan Hill, and I thought for sure they was going to give him the axe, but we end up giving. Uh, Tristan Hill that acts. And one of the things I can look at mm. with uh, Gallimore was he's a three-tech guy. Of course, he's wide and big, but him trying to play that one-tech, he just got gobbled up inside too much. Just well, knocked, knocked off the line of the scrimmage and then just didn't yeah. have a chance at it. Yeah, you What's need a one-tech, three-tech once this uh, 
Uh, he's asking for a friend. Tell him. Yeah, yeah. Tell just him. asking oh, for oh. a friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, the three texts shoot through the B gap. Well, well, let me say this. You got double A gaps, and then you have B gap and C gap. The three tech nine times out of ten shoots through the outside shoulder of the of, of the guards, and they shoot through that B gap. Mm -hmm. The one tech is the guys that lined up pretty much uh, in between the A gap, and that's closer between the center. So you got yeah. the center, you got two guards. So the one tech primarily is to shoot through those gaps. Now you do have big, big boys like nose tackles, like a big Vita Vea who who plays at zero, and that is lining right over the center. So uh, we don't have that big burly guy outside of Jonathan Hankins who can only give you uh, a probably about what thirty snaps at most, right? Yeah. Because he's logging it too. If he's a big boy, and we just don't have that big guy, big bow. He's still growing into that big body frame. So it may be a good year for Big Bo this season, but I don't see him being a double-digit sack guy like a, a Deron Payne or like all, all of those boys that we mentioned, like a Javon. Um, what's his name? Is Hargrave for the Eagles? Yeah, and, and yet yeah. The, we just yeah. don't have that, and we haven't had it for forever, and it would be – I think yeah. I think it's a good time to do it. It's a good strategy. We have other pieces in place. We're just missing that right now. It's uh, it's interesting because you it's either is it the player didn't have enough time or were they not playing him because he wasn't performing? In what regards do you mean? Just like 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 the why why were why we saw those players come up and any player really, but why you see them come up perform in a game, but then they don't continue to play oh like so you're saying for as for a instance starter. for Gallimore like yeah. he had 2021 he was kind of trending up and then kind of disappeared this year is that what you mean well, well that's I guess maybe if he's not performing it's more obvious but when you see the players that when they play they perform but then that their their play their play snap doesn't increase really significantly right. then is it you wonder like okay is it just because they're capitalizing on opportunity and that's great and that's how we want to utilize them or is it because they're not showing up and performing well in all the other things that are off field and they're you know coaches are making a decision that well, way well, well, well let, let me say this then uh when you're talking about like three tech to one tech and why they perform at one size and not perform at, a, at another when when you are a guy like Navel Gallimore, he's wide, he's a big boy. You may look at him and you may think that he yeah, he looks like he's 330 or 340 pounds, but technically he's only like 295 to 306. And your average one tech is right at 320 to 330, close to 345. These big boys down inside. So what happened here is that that big weight nine times out of 10 comes with strength. Mm -hmm. And now that you got a guy that's playing out of position, it's kind of like asking your power forward in basketball to play center. And you will see things that they may win on certain downs as passing downs, but when they get down to rushing, they get thrown out of the club because they're just not strong enough to anchor in. And the problem is with the Cowboys is that we dismissed the defensive tackle, that big boy down inside with strength. Yeah, Ridgeway. We got a lot of yeah. – yeah, yeah, like a Ridgeway that's willing to eat and fight and gobble up too and push the pocket back. We, we dismissed that, and we had guys like Gallimore trying to play a position that he's really not – 
custom too. He was a two gap guy coming out of OU, and his in his well, he was more of a one gap, but he's a two gap guy. But he's not really a two gappy guy in the NFL, and he's not that strong. And I'm not calling him weak. But we've seen it on tape of him get moved out of the way. So the problem is with all of that is that we just don't have that big boy in there. And what we try to do is to fabricate pressure with twist stunts. So when you twist stunt and you run that direction, that's the big gaping hole. And you see what happened out of that via the Green Bay Packer game yep. when we can't stop the run. Yep. W- would you would you have cut uh, Ridgeway? I wouldn't have cut Ridgeway. I would if I've seen all what I've seen out of Tristan Hill, then he was the older guy in there, and I would have sacrificed Tristan Hill before I'd sacrifice a fifth round draft pick. Was it Richway fifth round draft pick? Yeah, right? yeah, he was. He was one of the the. I think we had the four last year. He he was one of right. them. He man, yeah. and he had that attitude. Like he yeah. was. I think yeah. he body slammed. There was a video of him like <laughs> full on body slamming someone. Yeah. I was like, man, we let this guy just go. Like, hey, I like a little meanness yeah. on defense. I like some meanness, yeah. man, especially at that yeah. right up there. Get in there and throw it's like kind of Sioux action. Just get in there and just be a big right. old big old attitude and just I, I'm I'm mad yeah. that we let that yeah. guy go. Yeah, we we seen all what we need to see out of Tristan Hill. Yeah. I would yeah. sacrifice him and Ridgeway still was the area of the unknown. At least let the man play out his rookie year. Especially in hindsight, no one you cut him anyways. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and he got cut. And that, our, our boy Boots on the Ground, Eric, in the chat saying Vanilla Grill balled for Washington. Yeah, he too. played great like, for Washington. He, he played. Yeah. He was decent. He got in there. He yeah. got a bunch of snaps. Hey, so Law, let's get you to give us a shout out. I'm sure anyone that's in our chat right now <laughs> already knows who you are. You, are, I think, are the biggest Cowboys content creator right now. Anyone that you talk to watches your stuff. We watch a bunch of your stuff. Uh, we like. We like the way that you've. Uh, you do your game breakdown. You do everything, and we we really appreciate having you on the show. But if you want to give yourself, tell anyone that doesn't know who you are, where you're at. If you want to kind of shout your socials are are out there, and then we'll we'll hop out of here. Most certainly, uh, my name is Law Nation Sports. Well, Law Nation, you can find me under Law Nation Sports at LawNationSports.com, as well as Law Nation Sports on Twitter, Twitch, as well as YouTube and Facebook. I'm on Amazon and Roku. I'm everywhere, man. I'm like in the ether, man. I'm everywhere. <laughs> Law Nation Sports, man, the beard. You see my face name and logo. We're going to talk Cowboys football and beyond. I never get tired. It seems as if, though, it's multiple means, but it's just one thing. It's just one Maybe you're, nation, the, maybe you're the clone zone. Maybe, they're, maybe yeah. there's a bunch of you running around. All right, man. Appreciate having you on. The bandwagon boys over there and Anthbest over here. We'll be back Wednesday. We're going to be live streaming the Super Bowl. It's going to get messy. We're going to be drinking a lot. Not really paying attention to much. Yelling, fuck the Eagles. Fuck yeah. the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles. <laughs> All right, peace. <laughs> Salute.